The Babylon Fisherman's Flea Market is now better than ever in its new location. The American Legion, 22 Grove Place, Babylon. Save the date, Sunday, March 19th, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Over 50 tables with new and used fishing gear. Store prizes every hour. Get your fishing questions answered by the Pro Roundtable. Get all the details at FishermanFleaMarket.com. Today is Thursday, March 16th, 2023, and we start off with the update about the giant white perch caught on February 11th by Jeff Buda and waiting to Saltwater's bait and tackle in West Islip. Well, pretty much a month after the fish was caught, the New York Department of Environmental Conservation confirmed the fish at 3.06 pounds, and it is now officially the new marine record for white perch. Congratulations once again, Jeff, on that catch. Keep in mind, the month of March is another excellent one for targeting these fish as they become very active again. Many of the South Shore Tidal Creeks host a nice population of them, and it's easy to, as using light tackle with the trout rod, small soft plastic, or even a night crawler on a jig head just like Jeff did to catch his record. For further insights on white perch, you can revisit my February article, Four Tips for South Shore Tidal White Perch, by clicking on the link in the description below. On the cod front, the wind did put a bit of a damper on recent efforts, but Captain Joe from the King Cod in Cinema Riches reported they were able to sail last Friday with a fair to good shot at fishing for them once again, with everybody picking away to mix of keeper and short cod. They'll be fishing from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the right days, and the fair will be a buck 20 ahead. Call 631-255-7003 to inquire about a trip with them. I did get another encouraging freshwater report from J&J Sports and Patchwork. The guys down that way let me know the fishing at some of the mid-island and eastern lakes have been excellent with live shiners fished under a float. Artificial spinners and jerk baits are starting to see some play as well as the water warms up. One of the customers, Rick Early, had a four and a half pound pickerel from one of the eastern lakes on a homemade spinner of his. And I know everybody is chomping at the bit for the trout stockings. And while they didn't quite stock yet, expect the trucks to start showing up in the near future. More to come with that in the next week's report. Also, for those following along with the Seabass situation for New York State, there's no update yet. The Marine Resource Advisory Council had a meeting last week where they have it pretty much narrowed down to option one or two. Keep an eye on the fisherman.com or the video fishing forecast for updates. We still have a bunch of events coming up starting this Friday through Sunday, the 19th in Edison, New Jersey. It's the Saltwater Expo. Sunday the 19th in Babylon Village is the Babylon Flea Market from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And on the 25th of March is the Long Island Fly Fishing Show put on by River Bay Outfitters at the Radisson Hotel. We will have booths at both of those events. Also on the 25th is the Spring Family Freshwater Festival at the Tongue Twister at Belmont Lake. And this weekend, Marine Maid and Winninghurst starts their big sale. So if you need bottom paint or anything else for your boat, head on down to the big sale in Winninghurst. Visit marinemate.com for all the details. To get all the details on all these events, visit thefisherman.com slash events for all that information.
Marie Mead of Lindenhurst is holding their annual spring sale March 18th through April 1st. Bottom paint from $69 per gallon. Save big on engine parts, outboard oil, cleaners, waxes, and more. Daily raffles and your chance to win big prizes. Visit marinemate.com for all the details. Now is a great time to work on your gear and here is a video on how to replace or repair a guide on your rod. We got a couple questions in and one of them happened to be how to wrap a guide on a fishing pole. This is something that you really have to know for rod repairs and rod building. I say it's one of the most important things actually. Follow along with me and I'll show you how I do it personally. Alright everybody, wrapping a guide, let's get to it. First things first, you want to have a certain set of tools right in front of you, easy to access. We have scissors, masking tape, this is quarter inch masking tape, and a ruler. The guide itself, high visibility thread so you guys can see better. We have the blank and we have our power wrapper. You can either use a power wrapper or you can use a hand wrapper. Mudhole has both of these in stock. Um, like I said, you can go either way. This is more expensive, but the, the hand wrap will get the job done just as well. Okay, so first things first, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the guide itself and I'm gonna take a piece of tape. Piece like this will do. Take the guide right in the middle of the foot, tape like that. I'll make sure your, your blank is nice and lined up where the real seat is. Hold the guy down and we're gonna tape it right in place, just like that. Make it nice and tight so it doesn't wiggle around. Okay, so that's in place. Next thing you wanna do is you wanna figure out the size of what your wrap is gonna be. That's where the ruler comes in handy. So we're gonna make this wrap an inch and a quarter from the bend of the foot all the way out. Okay, so now that you have an idea of where that thread is gonna go to, we're gonna move on to the next step. Grab another piece of tape like this. Grab your thread this time. Tape your thread. We're gonna spin the, the blank a little. On the back side of the guide, tape that thread down just like that. Now we're gonna spin the thread down the foot of the guide to where we think that inch and a quarter mark is. Pick your ruler up again. I think it's right about there. It looks just about right. Just a little bit more. Okay, that's inch and a quarter. Now we're gonna go over that original wrap, one, two, three times. Okay, so after three times, that's all locked into place. We can take away our piece of tape holding the thread down, just like so. Okay, unwrap that. We take this right here, that gets snipped off. All right, so now we're all locked in. Now we can just go ahead and wrap. Give it a little speed, make sure everything is nice and tight too. Wait till we go right before the foot. You wanna go a little slower here, just so it transitions up the foot of the guy nicely. Around the guide, go really slow. I said you want this transition to go smooth. Okay, 
Okay, we're up the foot of the guide. At this point, we can take the tape away off the, off the foot of the guide because the thread is holding that guide in place. Okay, get ready to tape. Give a little speed. Now at this point, you wanna stop about an eighth of an inch before the end of the, um, the bend of the guide. Okay, right about there. So I have another extra spool of thread here. It's black, black thread. Take a piece about that big. We're gonna cut that. Double that in half, just as so. Take that, slip it underneath this thread right here on the back side of the guide. So now you have a loop right here. This is your finishing loop. And we're gonna wrap that extra eighth inch. Okay, so now it's time to finish it off. So what I'm gonna do here is take my index finger, pinch down the thread, and cut. My index finger is holding this whole wrap together now. So it takes a little bit of coordination here, but take that thread, pass it through that uh, finishing loop. And we're gonna take this thread right here, hold the wrap thread, hold that tight, remove our index finger. Now this, our left hand is holding the whole wrap in place. Take our thread right here, our finishing thread, wrap it around our finger, Pull it nice and tight until we get it even snugged up right with the wrap. Okay, so now you can let go of everything. It's all tight, all in place. Now what we do is take a little razor blade. Very closely, we'll just pop that away. So this last step, take your finishing thread, wrap it around your next finger, pull, pull, and voila. Make sure your wraps are nice and tight. They sell little burnishing tools. We can get the wraps all nice and tight on mud hole as well. But that's the, uh, the basics of it, wrapping a guide, guys. Now let's check in with our correspondents. We start off with our fly and freshwater report. We have Paul McCain from River Bay Outfitters. And be sure to check out Paul's video at the end of the video on how to tie a fly for fluke fishing. Can you believe this, man? Here it is, May, it's March, and it's snowing. It's snowing. Oh, I, my, my canoes and kayaks are just itching to get out, and it's crazy. Well, the good news is, we're gonna have we're gonna have a great show in two weeks on the 25th of March. It's gonna be the Fly Fishing Expo of Long Island. Fabulous time! We have over 30 fly tires, demonstrations, casting instructors. You want to get into fly fishing? This is the show to come to. Hey, if you like fishing, this is the show to come to. As far as the fishing goes, well, as we can tell today, I mean. You could get out, but it is cold and windy. Um, and hopefully, hopefully it's supposed to get up into the 50s this week. Hopefully I'll be able to get out and do a little fishing or at least scouting. But right now, I think I'm going to go inside and tie flies. So until next week.
Tight lines, everybody. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. Let's head over to Chris Landry, wherever he may be. Thanks, Matt. I'm reporting from Edgewater, Florida, where I came down to fish and take a tour of Doherty Manufacturing. They make Solus boats. I just bought a 30-foot center console from Solus. It's the brainchild of Stephen Doherty, who is the son of Bob Doherty, the manufacturer and designer of Boston Whaler. Stephen also um, designed and manufactured Everglades and Edgewater boats, all top-tier premier boats. Uh, Solus was launched in 2017. Their first boat came out in 2019, where they quickly won Boat of the Year. The year after at the Miami Boat Show, they won the most innovative boat, and all their boats and designs are super innovative. From the hull designs that are very unique to things like magnetic cushions, where you don't use snaps, uh, magnetic hulls, where you can put your uh, metal uh, down and it'll stick, put your knife down, it's not gonna fall over. Um, they're very unique, very special boats, and I look forward to this season coming up. It's quite a step from uh, my 17-foot whaler. We did get to go out fishing down here on it. We didn't get to go out because there was five-foot waves, 15-knot seas, but we stuck to the back bays where we got on trout and weak fish and jacks and a lot of sheep's head. I went with Sean Chowdy. We had a good time. Uh, I can't wait to get back to New York with this boat. Uh, because the season is already starting. There's already people catching bass in Raritan. Uh, it's, the season's going to happen early. It's going to come on strong, and I'll be there on the water with the new Rocksteady 2, so catch me out there. Tight lines, thank you, and back to you, Matt. Let's check in with David Rogers. Dave. Thank you, Matt. Hey, everyone. Looks like winter is still holding on with cold temperatures remaining in the 30s this past week. As we wait for the water to reach the ideal temperature, the striper bite remains to be sporadic. I'm anticipating the spring run any day now, and will be watching the water closely this coming week for any signs of its start. As I've mentioned before, bloodworms are a great way to ensure an early season striper bite, and I want to share with you all my go-to setup when using bloodworms from land. I prefer to use a 4,000 size reel with a heavy rod. The heavy rod allows me to cast heavier weights further distances, and the reel size ensures I have plenty of line left to fight the fish even after a long distance cast. The reel is spooled with 30 pound braided line attached to a 20 pound fluorocarbon leader. The leader has a weight attached to the bottom via a surgeon loop knot and a 3-0 hook attached 12 inches above the weight via a dropper loop knot. This setup ensures the bait is displayed just above the sea floor where the stripers like to search for food. I'll be using this rig in the next coming weeks, and hopefully I'll have some great results to show you all. And don't forget to stay up to date with Funky Fishing on YouTube, where you can see all my fishing adventures, and you can see this bloodworm rig in action. Until next week, everyone, stay groovy. Back to you, Matt. Remember to like our video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and tap on the bell to be notified instantly when we post a new video on YouTube. 
Check out this video's description on YouTube for all the related links and index for specific reports. Please support our correspondents by visiting their websites and their social media pages. We hope to see you this weekend at the Babylon Fishing Flea Market. We'll see you there. Well, listen, guys, I have to tell you, I am really getting excited about this year. Here we are. We're in March. Even though it's snow today, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it because uh, I just think this is going to be a good year. You know, and I made up my mind. I, I already got my boat in the shop getting worked on so I could get out there. Now, I like two things. I really like fishing, fly fishing, and I actually like fluking. And if I combine the two, I, I, I have, I just, I will. I mean, if I can fish with a fly rod for fluke, and I do it all the time, it's a great experience. I fish the flats and I fish slightly deeper water. Um, and I use, I use patterns, very squid patterns, such as this. This is what we're going to tie today. It's a very simple pattern and it works really well on shrimp, on shrimp, I'm sorry, on uh, fluke and small stripers. It's a small, it's a small fly for bigger stripers, but I do use it for largest for uh, fluke. And I do jig for fluke. And this would become my teaser. I would put this above my jig head, my lead head. Uh, I just, I just think it's an easy fly. I enjoy tying it. Um, so let's get to the vise and tie us up one. Well, it's a very simple uh, uh, fly. It ha does have a few ingredients that uh, we're going to discuss. Uh, we're going to use some rubber legs. I got some saddle hackle. All right. I'm going to use one piece of marabou. And I'm going to use this tubing. Uh, really, uh, really, I like using this. It's very durable, and I use it for a lot of my flies. And I'm going to use white 210 denier thread. First thing I do, I'm going to wrap my hook. Now this is a light wire hook because I don't like real heavy flies and I'll fish this on uh, on a floater on flats but if I need to get deeper I'll use a sinking line. And if I'm going for really big stripers of course I would put a use a heavier heavier hook. So I just put a little thread base down. I'm going to take a few pieces of, uh, of rubber legs. like this and flip it over and tie it down like that that just tightens it really keeps it right on top gives it a lot of motion now I'm gonna take my saddle hackle I just took a whole bunch and I'm just going to put them on all different ways. I just break it up, turn it around. I want them to go in all different directions. 
You don't have to be too neat here. You could use all kinds of saddle hackle. I'm just going to tie it in just like that, right on top. The messier, the better. piece of marabou uh, I'm gonna grab it right by the tip like this and tie it in I wet my fingers and I'm just gonna start palmering this bring it all around Keep stroking everything back. And I'm going to take a piece of this braid and you can, of course, find this at my store or you can find it at different craft stores or, you know, just keep looking around. Uh, it, party stores sometimes have it. Uh, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to tie it in right here like this. I took about six, cut about six inches. going to do a few half inches and, and cut it. going to take my tubing I'm going to push it right over top like that and a lasso right behind A couple half inches. And cut my thread. 
Then I'm going to take the tube again and push it back right on top of itself, just like that. And tie it. Now, to cut this, to make it easier, I actually take my scissors and I run it right along the bottom. Cut a nice slit in it, that way I can pull it all up like that and trim it up nice and clean. Nice and clean. And tie it down. Do a whip finish. There you go. Put a little head cement on it. Now, now I, I, you need, I like eyes on my squid patterns. And um, the problem is with this uh, material, it has a lot of movement in it. You can't just put stick on eyes. And I don't like to use the UV on it because now I'm adding weight. So one of the things I do is I actually get this, uh, you go and you get fabric, 3D fabric paint at any craft store. Uh, it's made for putting on clothes, right? And what I do is, just squeeze a little bit out. Put a big daub there, one on the other side. And when it dries, because it's fabric, it will get absorbed, go right into this weave and really bond. It will never come off. And then when that dries, I just take some black and give it a pupa. Pupil. Give it a little pupa. And uh, that's it. This is a very simple fly. I like fishing them. Well, I like fishing flies. So uh, this one really does well, uh, especially, you know, everything likes calamar. So um, get tie some of these up. They're really easy to tie. Um, stop at the shop and I'll go over everything with you. Uh, they work really well. I, I like them. So until next week, tie lines, everybody.